speak to you tonight about how God is always working for our good in every and any circumstance. And what a great time to unpack this scripture as the times that we're in right now. And so listen to this. It says this in Romans 8, 28. It says, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. And in the voice translation, it puts it like this. We are confident that God is able to orchestrate everything to work towards something good and beautiful when we love him and accept his invitation to live according to his plan. I think we often look at our life and we look at seasons of our lives. You know, we have good seasons and we have bad seasons. There are bright highlights and maybe dark shadows. But the scripture really is saying that God more has an aerial view of you on my life. That when he sees our life, he sees the whole span of it. He sees all the circumstances working together as an opportunity to shape us and mould us into the person that he's calling us to be. Really, life that we live now is preparing us for an eternity with God. And during this process, we're going to, we're going to change, we're going to evolve, and we're going to become more and more like Jesus, more and more the person who he's called us to be. You know, I've been thinking about some of the good things that God's been doing in my life in this recent season. You know, a season of, of challenge for sure, but many good things have started to come out of it already. Here's one. You know, I'm working at home and I'll be working at home and one of my daughters, I've got two daughters, one's four, one's eight. And sometimes I'll be mid-email and one of them will just come up and just give me a hug. You know, so I'm mid-workflow, I get a hug and they just go, there's something awesome about that. You know, I'm finding that my circle of friends, people who I talk to on a real level has been growing through this season. You know, I would often call guys, hey, how you doing, mate? Yeah, yeah, good, good. Okay, uh, how's things? Yeah, good. Okay, wife and kids? Good. Okay, you know, that, that would be the depth of the conversation. You know, now I call someone up, I'm like, hey, how you doing? Hey, yeah, this is happening at work and that's happening and I'm having to work at home and hey, we're juggling the kids and hey, I'm doing so well, I've not killed any of my kids this week. You know, people are getting a lot more uh, real when I'm speaking to them. Uh, that's a good thing that's coming out of this season. You know, I'm, I'm taking breaks at work that become play breaks with my kids on the cul-de-sac outside my house. You know, um, I did, after I came back from Germany, I had to do two weeks of quarantine and I did two weeks of three meals a day with Leah and the two girls. I don't think I've ever done two weeks of three meals a day, you know, with Leah and the girls. You know, I've found I've been working, I've been able to produce more work during this period. You know, I've found that there's meetings that can be an email. I mean, that's a revelation, right? You know, there's, sometimes we're doing a whole meeting, it could be an email. You know, I've discovered that during this period. You know, I've found that, that some of the travel I've been doing for meetings, it's not necessary. It can be done through Zoom. You know, how about this workout in my workouts in my backyard with my kids are awesome. Man, it's way cheaper than the gym. You know, I've been loving that. You know, there's, there's been lots of good things that God's been, you know, bringing about in, in my life in this season. You know, I talked to one friend of mine and he said to me, hey, he said, I'm having a great time, you know, working from home. And uh, he said, hey, my windows, I've cleaned the windows in my house for the first time in 10 years. I identify, you know, I've been getting around to chores and things in the garden, you know, that I just never get around to. So there's lots of good things that God wants to bring about in your life and my life in this season. God's always working for good. You know, it says in this passage, and we know that in all those, for all those who love God, in all things he's working for good, for those who called according to his purpose. You know, the scripture's saying that, that, that God wants to bring about good, and he's, but he wants to bring about a specific purpose in our lives. And so what is this purpose? You know, what is this thing that he's trying to bring about that is, that is good? He's saying in all circumstance, God's always working in your life and my life for a purpose. What's the purpose? 
No, ultimately the purpose is to conform us to being more like Jesus, you know, to be the people that ultimately he's called us to be. And the backstory to that is this, that God is a loving God and in his love he created a perfect world and he created a human race that lived in perfect harmony with him, with one another, with creation. But the Bible says that human beings made this decision, humanity made this decision to turn from God and to say, hey, instead of being under God, I want to be like God. I'm going to rule and reign and live my own life. I'm going to make my decisions. I'm going to live life my way. And the Bible talks about how that fractured our relationship with God. This good God who placed everything for our appreciation and enjoyment. Humanity made the decision, no, I'll do it my way, thanks. You know, and there was a fracturing that took place. And what was the result of that has been that humanity is now less than it should be. We, we're less than we were called to be. It, it's like we're a poverty-stricken likeness of the original image. You know, the Bible says that we were created in the image of God. I mean, listen to that, the image of God. You and I were created to be like God, to have the attributes of God, of love, of joy, of peace, you know, of, of um, gratefulness. You know, we were created in that way, but yet humanity has fallen far from that. And, you know, when you look around, when I look around uh, in life, it's easy to see, you know, uh, what that's, what's happened to humanity as a result of that. You know, all the time, man, people are fighting and warring and there's sickness and death and all these things that within your spirit, deep within the human soul. We know it should not be this way. But I love it that God didn't leave humanity in that poverty-stricken condition, but he sent his son Jesus. Why? To be the perfect example for us, to be the one that lived the righteous life before God, that lived in obedience to God, that didn't rebel against God. Like some, 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 some uh, uh, theologians talk about the second Adam. You know what I mean? Like Adam and Eve was, was the first people created, but then Jesus was the second Adam, right? So he came again, he started over in humanity and became this example for us. And now you and I can put our faith and our trust in him and we can be changed and transformed. And God is taking us on a journey of restoration. He's taken us on this journey of becoming more and more like Jesus. When you look at the life of Jesus, it's just incredible. His love for humanity, his selflessness, his self-sacrifice, his obedience to God, his generosity, his joy. Now, all of these things God wants us to enjoy. So God's taken us on this journey of becoming more like Jesus. So when the Bible is talking about that God's working good in all circumstances, it's saying that in all circumstances, what we might deem as good or bad, God is working for the good of making us more like Jesus. I think it's just awesome. I think there's so many ways that God wants to shape us and change us in the season we're in. And I, this week I heard an amazing story. I want to share it with you. I, I'm, I'm just blatantly borrowing it because it is powerful, right? And this is how the story goes. that There was a hunter and uh, he, he was chasing uh, a deer in, in a forest and he became hopelessly lost. He never caught the deer, but he became hopelessly lost. He had strong navigation skills, but they could not get him out of this forest. And after eight days of being lost in this forest, he was desperate. He had found some water, but he'd found nothing to eat for eight days. He was in a, a terrible condition. He was beginning to despair. And, it, and the story goes that he saw this apple tree in the forest and he was overjoyed. And he went to the apple tree and he began picking apples and he picked off the apple tree 10 apples and he was just filled with joy and gratitude. And he's thanking God. You know, he's think, thanking nature and creation for providing this tree. You know, he's full of gratitude. And uh, it says that he began to eat one of the apples and the apple just tasted so good, so good. Then he ate the second apple. 
but the second apple, it didn't taste quite as good as the first. Then the third, and similarly, didn't taste quite as good as the second, and the fourth, and the fifth, and the sixth. Well, the seventh apple, you're starting to think, this, this, this one's not a good one. I think I'm going to get rid of it. He's chucking the apple, and he's trying to get a better apple. And as it went on, by the time he got to the tenth apple, he was sick of apples. You know, what, what's that story talking about? It's talking about this, this law, this principle of diminishing gratitude. That actually there's so many things in our life that we could be thankful to God for, that we, could, we should be grateful for in our lives. But actually, so often we become over-familiar with these things and we lose all sense of gratitude for them. You know, the more that we thank God, it's interesting, the more grateful we feel. It's, it's, it's an interesting concept that, hey, that the more grateful we are, the more grateful we become. You know, and I was thinking about since since there's been this COVID nineteen outbreak, what are the, some of the things that I've been grateful for that before I took for granted? Well, man, one's got to be my health. You know, I've so taken my health for granted. You know, I've not, I've had no appreciation for a good supply of toilet paper before COVID nineteen broke out. You know, I've, what about what about this? You know, hanging with friends, which is something I took for granted. You know, that was just something I, I did. But my appreciation of the simple things in life was low before this season. But this season has had an effect of changing that in my life. I'm full of appreciation now for being able to talk to another human being face to face. You know, um, being able to go out in public and not worry about my proximity to people, you know, is, is something that I'm so looking forward to and I'm going to appreciate when we're allowed to do that again, you know. And, uh, you know, the next time I go to Bunnings in this season, I'm going to be wearing uh, what this guy's wearing. They're going to show you a picture of it now. But, you know, I'm looking forward to when we don't need to do that and we can just get up close to people before without, you know, worrying about it. You know, this week in preparation to speak, I, I looked in the mirror. I was like, man, my hair's got crazy long and with this beard, it's looking scruffy. I thought, man, I, I, can't, I can't be preaching like this. And so I went and got a haircut. And I felt great after the haircut. I said to the, the barber, I feel amazing. You know, it's, it's interesting. I'd had a haircut for a couple of months and uh, I just felt so good having one. I appreciated that haircut so much more than before. I want to encourage you. Maybe that is one of the things, one of the good things that God's trying to bring out in this season. He's trying to get us to have gratitude for some of the simple things. Another story I heard this week, and I don't, I'm not sure it's true, but it, the principle is, is this, that there was an elderly man and, uh, and he recovered. You know, thank God he recovered from uh, corona, uh, from the virus. And, uh, you know, he, he was uh, being able to, be, to leave hospital. He was being um, released from hospital. And they said to him, hey, you know, you really need to settle the bill. And there is a $4,000 bill uh, for your treatment and for the use of the ventilator. And the elderly man began to cry. And, uh, and the staff immediately said, hey, hey, don't cry. You know, if you can't afford to pay, you know, we can work something out. And then his reply caused them to cry. He said this, he said, it's not that I can't afford to pay. I can afford to pay. The money's not the reason I'm crying. He said, the reason I'm crying is that for 70 years, I've breathed air without ever thinking about it or without thanking God. He suddenly had an awareness of this gratefulness for something which before he'd never appreciated. Maybe that is one of the things that God's trying to bring out in our lives in this season. You know, it's funny that when I thank God for things, I become more grateful for what I have, you know? You know, thank you God that, you know, I'm able to breathe uh, this air, you know, that my lungs, you know, are working properly, that I can just 
breathe in this air. You know, thank you, God, that I have health. You know, thank you, God, for my wife and my kids. And God, thank you for my friends and that I'm going to meet, better meet with them you know, face to face in the not too distant future. You know? Thank you, God, that you've given me a technology right now. Actually, even though I'm isolated from people physically, I don't need to be isolated. Uh, I can still connect with them, you know, virtually. Thank you, God, that I've got enough food to eat. Hey, you know, I've been going to stores and seeing that on the shelves, you know, there's gaps in the shelf and there's no stock. I've never experienced that in my life, you know. And now I'm, I'm grateful for the capacity to get food, you know. And last but not least, I'm grateful for toilet roll. I just want to finish with this. In this passage, it says, it puts it like this in the voice translation. It makes it very clear. It talks about that in order to come into this life where all things work together for good, it talks about first responding to an invitation. Listen, it says this. We are confident that God is able to orchestrate everything to work towards something good and beautiful when we love him and accept his invitation to live according to his plan. I love that. God's able in our life to use all the circumstances, whether we deem them good or bad, he can work all those things together for good. He can bring something beautiful out of that in our lives when we accept his invitation to live according to his plan. The passage is is this. The fullness of the promise of this passage isn't that just for all people, all things are going to work for good. But no, it's saying this. It's saying for those who've made a decision to, hey God, I, I invite you into my life. Hey God, I accept your plan for my life. For those people, in all things, God is working together for good. And for you and I, he wants us to make a decision. Hey God, not my will, but yours be done. God, I'm laying down my plan and my purpose for your greater plan and your greater purpose. God, bring about in me what you would have me be. You'll cause me to become more like Jesus every day. Cause me to be the human being you've ultimately created me to be. Not the one that maybe I've I've conjured up in my mind's eye. Now this is the good that the passage is speaking about. Life transformed, a life that's changed to become more like Jesus. And friend, you and I cannot do this on our own. Human will and effort and you know discipline cannot achieve this. This is something that can only happen when you have a partnership, a relationship, a, a living connection to God. God's calling you and I into that relationship today. You know, and I, I need daily to make a decision, hey God, I'm surrendering again. God, I'm surrendering again. God, your will, not mine, be done. And so I'd love to invite people to pray this prayer. Maybe you're praying it for the first time or maybe you're praying it for the thousandth time like me. But I want to encourage you, God loves you and is for you. And you can connect with him right now by simply praying this prayer. So why don't you pray with me? Close your eyes if it's helpful, but let's pray together. God, we come before you now. God, forgive us for all our sins. God, forgive me for living life my way. God, I make a decision today to live life your way. I believe that Jesus Christ died on a cross and rose again. And I believe today that God is changing me and raising me to new life in Jesus. I put all my hope, all my faith, all my trust in what Jesus did on the cross. God calls me each and every day to become more like Jesus. Amen.
Hey, if you prayed that prayer today, I'm so excited for you, especially if you prayed that prayer for the first time. Hey, make sure you let us know about it. Click on the link in the contact section and one of our team will be in contact with you. We want to encourage you on the exciting journey you've just begun with Jesus.